I'm Grace and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, we're back with She Builds Me Up, episode, I believe this is episode 15 that I'm recording today. And I'm on the phone with my friend Allie Harker. Allie, if you want to say hi. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Um, I met Allie because our husbands are like besties. They lived together. They are. They met, they lived together all through college. And then the best part is that you guys moved after you guys got married, you guys moved to the East coast and to Rhode Island. And so we have had the opportunity. Now you all know someone from Rhode Island. I know. Like, I don't know anyone from Rhode Island except for you guys now, which is exciting because then I got a, had a reason to visit Rhode Island. Um, so we it's met. gorgeous. Yeah, we met, what, like a year and a half ago when we came up to Rhode Island for vacation. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Grace, I was nervous for that meeting. <laughs> have you ever, like, before you meet your spouse's friend's wives, you're like, I'm going to be stuck with this person. I hope they're cool. Is this just me? I get nervous for the wife. No, I, yes. Yes, I totally know what you mean. Because then it's like, if this doesn't go well, I'm going to have to pretend like this one. But with you, it was like, oh, finally. This is someone I really can, like, see myself with. You're just so cool. And I'm so glad that we're good friends and that you live out here. Oh, my gosh. No, I agree, too. And then you guys came to our house. We live about six hours away from each other. You guys came to our house for Thanksgiving the next, a few months later. And that was a good old time. And anyway, so we cut down Christmas trees together. And and you were pregnant. like, have any maternity clothes. And you're like, here's some maternity clothes. And I was like, these are incredible. I know. And it was was awesome because we're like this. Yeah. And we're like the same size. So it just worked. It was just meant to be. This friendship was just meant to be. So thank goodness for Blaine and Ben being roomies at BYU. Um, so to jump into the topic for today, I would, I guess let's have you introduce your topic. Tell us what you picked for your topic and why. Okay. So, um, my name is Allison Harper and I am a recovering sickle. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have never been good at being consistent. Like I listened to your last episode and, um, or I guess the one with Erin. Yeah. Your last one. But, the uh, one about diligence. I'm not that girl. Like, she was like, this is so natural to me. I've always been incredibly disciplined and determined. And I was like, man, I am literally her opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that is so not me. Like, um, I've just never been good at consistency. Like, I've had more hobbies than I can count. And I've tried, like, an embarrassing amount of diets. Yeah, me and too. Play a whole bunch of different instruments all poorly, mm-hmm. and my friends know me as like having a life-changing epiphany every week. So I have just been trying. Like I've been learning as an adult how to be consistent with things, 
and that has been a process. Yeah, and I... When you sent me your email, which I have to say, you are the fastest turnaround award for getting me your outline, like within 24 hours of me asking. (laughs) So gold star for you. Um, But when you sent me your outline, you said that you have this like lifetime of inconsistency. And so, and you already mentioned a few examples just now of like doing different diets and doing different sports and doing different musical instruments. Um, And so you did say though that this is could be a strength and a weakness. So how is it? How has it been a strength for you, and how has it been a weakness? So, strengths of being inconsistent. Number one, I am crazy good at getting over things. Right? Like, yeah. if we fight and um, Blaine and I are like in an argument, I am com- like he'll apologize, I'll apologize, kiss makeup. We'll be. Com- I will be completely over it, and then he'll be like a couple hours to process it, you know, I'm like, uh-huh. like, get over it. And I'm like, to me, it's like flipping a switch, like, okay, that's done. Let's move on. You know, like I yeah. don't hold grudges. Mm-hmm. I forgive and forget really mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. And I am really good at the first few steps of learning new hobbies, <laughs> not yes. the following steps, yes. but like, the, the getting into it, getting excited about it, and, uh, like, learning new things. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy good at learning basics of things. Yeah. So, I guess that could be a strength, right? I think it's a strength, because for me, a lot of times, the hardest part of doing anything is starting. So, if you're good at that, that's saying something. I have started many, many things. Yes, you have. Um, and then, obviously, the bigger thing is that you feel like this has been a weakness for you. So, why would you say that? So I was thinking about how being inconsistent is a weakness, right? And if you think about it, consistency affects so many different aspects of our lives, right? If you think about it, like your relationship with your spouse, how you parent your kids, like Mm -hmm. the the foundation of our home for our kids is like, can I rely on mom? Like, is she going to be there for me when I need her? It's... um, like, children learn through repetition. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for example, if you're trying to, like, sleep train your kid. Okay, I'm a big fan of Super Nanny. Have you ever seen Super I Nanny? Have, yes, I have seen Super Nanny. The main thing that she teaches parents is how to be consistent. Like, if your kid gets out of bed, put him back in bed. Yeah. Get that again, put him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. consistency is so much of parenting. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, in addition, like... Um, working like outside the home, mm-hmm. um, you know that has to do with consistency. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. Also, like discipleship and the gospel, like yeah. how you follow the Savior. Yeah, and um, finally, I think consistency really affects you yourself, like your confidence, your integrity, how you feel about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. And it's been a it's been a big challenge for me to try and kind of trust myself with with learning things, with doing things, like trusting that I'm capable of doing things. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so consistency yeah. is a learned trait, obviously, for most of us, I would say. Um, and you feel like you did not really learn this as a child. Um, and so how has that really affected you as an adult now? So, 
it's true. I feel like I didn't really learn it as a kid, and I will tell you why. Because um, my parents, I have great parents. They're awesome. Um, but when I was like eight years old, my mom was diagnosed with stage four inflammatory breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that by chance? I have from you. Oh, <laughs> right. Outline. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, uh, stage four, so inflammatory breast cancer is like an infection of cancer and, okay. um, uh, she, so like when she was diagnosed, she was given six months to live. Oh, wow. And that was when I was eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so my family from very early on was always in survival mode, right? Like it was like, mm-hmm. it always felt like we never had enough time. Yeah. Which, like, she lived for 12 years, but they gave her six months. Oh, and wow. When, when you're in survival mode like that, it's like, you have to move quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I, I just think that I, 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 as a kid, I felt like I never had the time to really dedicate to something because yeah. it, everything always felt very rushed. Like going back to how I get over fights really easily, that started because um, my mom always being like on the brink of death mm-hmm. kind of extrapolated to the family for some reason. Like we always felt like someone was going to die. Well, and yeah. so if I'm fighting with my sister, my, my parents or my mom or whoever would be like, what if this is the last thing that you ever say to Whitney? Like, is this how you want to end things? And so like oh, wow. we got over fights. Like we didn't go to bed without, we didn't go to bed upset. We didn't like, it was always like, you didn't leave the house upset because mm-hmm. someone was going to die at any moment. Does that make sense? Well, you just realized how precious life is because it was before your eyes all the time. So that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, how precious life is. But also, I guess that's kind of trauma. I guess I, I kind of felt this traumatic thing because it was like always this emergency, this yeah. urgency. Yeah. And so... Um, it's kind of the opposite of how I feel now, right? Where mm-hmm. I have time to really invest in things and I have time to just like live daily life. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I'm getting off topic, but no, you're good. Um, <laughs> what was the question you're asking? <laughs> I just said, how has it affected you as an adult? And then to further that, so what was the thing that changed you? And made you realize that what you were missing in your life was consistency. So, like, as when you're an adult, you're living your life, you look back and you're like, oh, the thing that I've been missing is consistency. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily, like, that would be the jump, the like, conclusion like I would that. jump to. So, like, why was that the conclusion that you jumped to? Okay, so, for me, it was always, like, I always felt, and I have felt for a long time, um, like my peers are further along than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if it's comparison or what, but it's like, I just always felt like people have skills. Like people are so good at everything. Right. Like, right. um, just, I have friends who play the piano and are, I have all these hobbies that they're like incredible at. Right. My right. sister-in-law 
has this business of burning wood and this, she's just like an artist, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how do these people, how is everyone so good at everything? And it's like, duh, they have stuck with one thing that maybe they weren't good at, but they stuck with it until they were good at it, right? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's such a simple process. But to me, it was like, oh, if I could just stick with something, then I could lose the weight I wanted. Then I could, you know, become an artist or I could write music. Or, like, it just always felt like what I wanted to be able to do was beyond my grasp, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I could be a nurse. I could be a doctor if I could just consistently care about school. You know what I mean? Yep. And so it just, like, dawned on me that if I would just stick with something, I could progress. I could go somewhere and do what I wanted because I could be consistent. Right, and so you realized that being inconsistent was negatively affecting you as an adult. And so when you realized these, like, negative feelings, what what exactly was going through your mind? Like, how were you thinking? How were you feeling as far as, like, negative aspects go when you realized that inconsistency was your problem? consistency affects you in all these different ways right yeah and one of the ways that I finally recognized it was in like my how I felt about myself Mm -hmm. and like my confidence yeah I was like I realized that I didn't really trust myself Mm because I because I knew in the back of my head like yeah that diet's gonna be great for a whole week and then you're gonna quit or Mm -hmm. man you know, like, I I just felt very um, paralyzed yeah. because I didn't believe in myself or trust myself that I could achieve things mm-hmm. or that I'm capable of doing things because I was, I wouldn't stick with things. Right, absolutely. And I think that's a and huge... That really, that really weighs on you after a while, you know, to just, like, yeah. to feel like you can't do something or everything, you know? Well, I definitely know that in my life, that's for sure been true. Before we started recording, you and I were kind of talking about this idea that um, we kind of think that everyone else around us has their lives figured out, and yet we're the. And you're just kind of like, why am I the one that can't figure out consistency or can't figure out whatever it may be? And I think what you just you just nailed the you hit the nail on the head when you said that. You, it's all about trusting yourself, and that's that's what the core of consistency is, is that when you say you're going to do something, you need to do it just for you. Like, it does, like obviously you should do things that you tell other people you're going to do too as well, but like if I tell myself, I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to spin on my spin bike, I more often than not get up and don't do it. And so like, what is that doing to my self-worth and my self-like confidence kind of like what you were saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that I just think that's really interesting and so moving a little bit forward so you said that marrying your husband Blaine was a huge game changer for you how so so um so one one more way the consistency of inconsistency kind of affected me Mm -hmm. was that I changed a lot based on who I was around yeah like I felt I felt very fluid right like because um if I'm not trusting me and I trust the people around me more 
then I'm going to, like, listen to their opinions more or, like, do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So, luckily, I always have surrounded myself with people that I really look up to and care about. Mm-hmm. But, like, if my friend swore, then I swore. And if my friend, you know, went to Dairy Queen, I was all of a sudden, like, crazy about Dairy Queen. You know, because yeah. I, I cared more about what, because I cared more about what they were consistent about than what I was consistent about. So when I met Blaine, it was really challenging for him um, because he, like, didn't know exactly who I was because I had such a fluid personality because mm-hmm. it was, like, whoever I was around, I acted more like them. Yeah. Um, and, and Blaine is, like, so not like that. Mm-hmm. Blaine is, like, Mr. Consistent. He's <laughs> this incredible guy mm-hmm. who... Like, he is exactly the same every day. Like, mm-hmm. he wakes up, he does the same six steps in the bathroom. <laughs> like, he, like he, I asked him what the six steps were for this. He puts on his, he does deodorant, he brushes his retainer, he brushes his teeth, he puts his contacts in, and he shaves, and then he does his hair. Every single day in that order. Right? So that's a conscious like, thought that he has, that these are his six steps that he does every day. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, six steps. Yep, where am I? Like, that's how he, like, keeps on. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, he has it all timed out, and that's how he, that's how he knows exactly how long everything takes. And um, he, like, but he's just so principled and disciplined. Yeah. And disciplined, right? But, like, mm-hmm. he gets up. He makes he makes his side of the bed. Oh, I'm still in bed. <laughs> oh, wow. But he makes his side of the bed. He gets up. He does the six steps. He drinks, or he has breakfast, he prays, he reads the scriptures, and then he goes to work, like, every single day, like, clockwork. And so, when you're living with someone that does that, it's obviously very spurring to to do that, too. Like, I felt like I was just riding his coattails for, like, these three years that we've been married. Mm -hmm. But, um, a few months ago, I finally kind of caught the vision of consistency. Okay. And you'll notice that this was just a few months ago, right? Like, yeah. I think it's important to know that I'm not a pro on this, obviously. And it's very much a work in progress for me. Right, But, yeah. like, when you asked me what I would want to talk about, I said this because it's really helped me in just a few months. Yeah. And it just changed a lot of how I feel about myself and the world around me in Mm -hmm. just a short amount of time. Well, and I know when we came to visit you guys, when was this? We visited you in the last six months. I can't remember what month it was now. Um, it was in November. It was, it was after, it was November. Yeah. So it was after, it was Thanksgiving weekend, but not Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember you and I talked about consistency a little bit. We were talking about as far as health goes, um, because I feel like, um, I've kind of come to the same realization in the last year or so, which is interesting because I had this conversation with Aaron about diligence and commitment. And now I'm having this conversation with you about consistency. And I, I think when a similar topic like this shows itself multiple times, it's like a sign so for me, it's been a sign that, like, once again, consistency is, like, key. And I remember telling you about 
um, what I had been doing diet wise. Cause at the time I had lost like some weight and I was just like consistency, man. Like that is literally the only thing that matters is just mm-hmm. consistently trying to eat healthy and not doing some crazy crash diet, not, you know, only eating 800 calories a day, mm-hmm. but just consistently being willing to put the work in and allowing the work to take slower than you want it to take. But like, if you're consistent, it'll pay off in the end. But, like, small steps really do yeah, add up. Yeah, they do, which is hard to swallow sometimes, but they really do. Yeah, which, who knew, right? How I know. <laughs> all those people that have been telling us this all these years are right. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all until you discover it, you know? It's like, so until true. Like, oh, okay, I, I get it now. Yeah. You know? Which is why I love that you picked this topic because I like when it's like something that's been on someone's mind recently. So like you feel more fire in you and you feel more like this desire to talk about it because it's like, I just realized this and it is an amazing thing. I want to share it. So I'm, I'm happy that you picked this topic. Okay. So tell me about you in your email. You told me about this book called the miracle morning and how it's changed you and your views on consistency. So, my sister, Maddie, my incredible little sister, mm-hmm. um, she she's like, hey, I read this book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And come to find out, she didn't even read the whole thing. She, like, skimmed <laughs> through it. And I was, and I, and later I was like, Maddie, that book, like, changed my life. She was like, oh, really? I should read it. And I was like, what the heck? You told me about it. Anyway, so she tells me about this book, The Miracle Morning. Okay, great. To tell you the truth yeah i don't love the book oh man true <laughs> confessions <laughs> not what you thought i was gonna say right but um 90 of the book is like a big commercial for the book where it's like uh-huh. i did this and it changed my life like 90 percent of the book is that but chapter okay. five is really good okay well tell me about chapter five then just read that chapter okay save you three hours um anyway so um, so the book, right? Mm-hmm. His whole tagline is like, change your life before 8 a.m. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I should get up early and do stuff. But he, um, he just like lays out like, hey, this is what a miracle morning looks like. You get up, you drink some water, you brush your teeth, you meditate, you say your daily affirmations, and then you go straight to work. Like you don't dawdle. He says that like 90% of the challenge with getting up in the morning is just waking yourself up. Mm-hmm. And so if you can figure out how to wake yourself up and he's like, like brushing your teeth, drinking water first thing in the morning and like changing into either your workout clothes or the clothes you're going to wear to work. Um, that's like you won the battle, right? Mm-hmm. You're up. Mm-hmm. And so, so, and he, he, I, the thing I want to focus on with uh, the Miracle Mornings is the daily affirmations, mm-hmm. right? How, how many times have you heard that you should do affirmations? A lot. I feel like everyone talks about that. But um, when I've done it in the past, I've been like, I'm awesome. I can do anything. I'm really cool. Is this mm-hmm. just me? Or like, nope, or, nope, I'm not sure just you. I'm sure you put more thought into yours, maybe. I honestly have never done them because I've always been like, this is weird. <laughs> Meaning like looking no, in the mirror. No. Have you seen that SNL no. skit where you like look in your, you, this guy's looking in the mirror and he's like, you are awesome. Everybody likes you. Everybody wants to be you. 
and do my morning routine, mm-hmm. and then I have, like, the rest of the day to do whatever I want. Yeah. So that discipline and consistency all of a sudden is, like, liberating. Yeah, yeah. If, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And it goes back to in your email you said that, your um, my son seems to be working with me instead of against me because there is time for everything, and I think it's interesting that when you t- when you took responsibility and as opposed to being like oh well Henry's hungry now and oh well he's teething or oh well this this and this, instead you were like no I'm a person that does this in the morning despite what my son is doing and then he kind of falls in line and I think that's very true of children at least and it it just is eye opening for parenting for sure. Yeah, right? Like, kids thrive on consistency. Mm-hmm. And so instead of being, like, a victim to his schedule, it's like, no. Like, I'm the parent. I'm the one that's responsible for this. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Right. And he's like, okay, cool. This is what we do. And I'm like, wow! This is incredible! Yeah. Um, and it's just like, <laughs> right now, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do with all of the other time I have? Yeah. Because, like, all of a sudden, the world is my oyster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, it's like, I, I now I'm looking I'm looking for other ways to spend my time. And, okay, great. I had a question for you on this. Oh, yeah. Is this just like, is this just like, I have one kid, and I've kind of gotten more confident with one kid so now I'm waiting for another turn in the road and then it's going to get hard again and then that'll like I feel like this is very much a pattern yes right like well I feel like like marriage was really hard and then I got better at that and then I had a kid and it was really hard again and And it'll be the same when you have your second one because for me um with when I had my first Flint was a much easier baby, so it's hard to compare them because Dorothy was a nightmare baby. But um, with Flint, it's it's kind of like when you first have your first baby, you have that fear of like taking them out by yourself. Like for the first time, like your mom's gone home, your husband's back at work, and you need to go grocery shopping, and you like freak out about just you and this baby going grocery shopping, and then probably like eight eight months to a year later, you're like a champ at it, right? And so it's the same exact thing happens when you have your second. It's like, how am I going to take a toddler and a baby to the grocery store? And it's like this huge anxiety-ridden situation. And then eight to months to nine. It depends on the baby. But for me, for Dorothy, it was a lot longer just because she was a crazy child. She still kind of is. But So I think there's some of that going on with me too, though. You know what I mean? It's like, I consistency for me has mm-hmm. been really liberating yeah where all of a sudden it's like okay i know what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna do it instead of like fighting myself mm-hmm. and maybe this is also like just learning to be more disciplined yeah which, like yeah that's a mind-blowing conversation that you already had with aaron but it's i just feel like instead of every day being a challenge it's like okay this is what i'm gonna do yeah and then like, I'm just going to do it, and then I have the rest of my life to figure out whatever I want to do. You well, know? and I feel like with consistency, or with just any new routine you get thrown into, which you have to then become consistent at, we spend so much time fighting the new thing. 
So it's kind of like having the baby or having the second baby or like right now quarantine, we're having to homeschool our kids, which me and you aren't because we don't have kids in school. But like this is just what comes to mind. I know, right? (laughs) Dodge that bullet. But um, we have these, well, you know, we have this new routine in our lives right now because we're stuck at home because of this coronavirus. And, you know, it's been what, six ish weeks of this and like how much time have we spent of the six weeks just fighting this new normal and I feel like when I lean into the new normal and just say okay this is what my new normal is like I have a much better day and I'm I'm definitely not perfect at it because this is not quarantine is not normal no matter how you spin it however like the, the weeks that I have a better week, it's the week where I'm like, this is just our life and I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to be consistent with my routine anyway, despite this coronavirus. And then on the weeks that I'm having a worse week, it's because I'm like, this is the worst. I hate this so much. Why can't get, just go back to normal? And you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we're being acted upon instead of choosing to act. Yes. Right. It, I, epiphany, just barely... This is what, I think this is what Brené Brown is talking about when she says to lean into the discomfort. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like instead of, instead of fighting against it, kind of own your circumstances and yes. make them work for you the best you can, right? Yes, and I think back to, we're coming full circle here, but back to Dorothy there being a, a really hard baby and she now that she can talk, she's actually a much easier child. But at the same time, I think I've leaned into her a lot. And, like, because she's just such the opposite of Flint, who was my first, you know, angel child. He just is so, like, sweet and quiet and, like, thoughtful and just wants to sit on the couch and hang out with me and read books. And he entertains himself really well. And it's just, like, this, like, magical child. And then I have Dorothy, who's just, like, this wild child who screams and she's loud and she's, like, feisty and she fights me on everything and she... (laughs) She climbs all over me all day and like, but the point being is that like the days that are good days with Dorothy, it's the days that I just lean into her and I just let her climb all over me and I let her, you know, unless there's a good reason to say no, I say yes. And, you know, and just kind of let her be her versus being frustrated that she's loud and you know what I'm saying. And so and with this corn right yes yes and then I actually find I find it charming that she's so like feisty and funny and she's hilarious and just Mm -hmm. when I've consistently been leaning into her and this quarantine has offered me a good um what do you call it opportunity to do that um I realized that like I have to take action and not be acted upon like you said but no it's totally like changing your mindset And I think that would be, like, my biggest tip Mm -hmm. for someone who's trying to to change something or to to be consistent is just, like, it all starts with your mindset. And for me, it was, like, the daily affirmation, you know, Mm -hmm. just, like, starting to believe that I could be more than these limitations I had placed on myself. Yes, yes. And And as part of doing that, it's just been, like, I keep saying liberating, but it's been really liberating for, like, my confidence right mm-hmm. all of a sudden I know that I can achieve things mm-hmm. I have so like it used to be like this huge struggle to write two articles a day mm-hmm. for five days a week and it's like I've done that for three months now and yeah. it's like man I've been able to achieve that every week you know yeah. and it's just been 
just really refreshing to believe in myself again, to yes. trust myself again, yes. to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah. That, you just answered my next question, which was going to be, what's your biggest tips for people who are like us? Because I'm definitely like this, too, where I just struggle with consistency. And I think most people struggle with consistency. I think that's why losing weight is so hard. That's why everything is hard, because the answer is consistency, and being consistent is hard. Um, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but again, it's just like changing a mindset. Yeah. That actually this is just what I do. This isn't, it's not a box to be checked. It's like, is this, do I care enough about this to work it into my routine? Then mm-hmm. if not, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Right? And I think that's part of setting just smart, small goals. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think... is always telling me, like, is that realistic? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, because <laughs> seriously, Grace, as in the last three years, I've been like, I'm going to start nursing school this week. And he's like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. And, you know, like I have all these crazy ideas of things that I'm going to accomplish and do. And he's like, that's not realistic. Can you actually stick with that? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, totally. And then I don't, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like. And then you're offended that they small. thought you couldn't do it. <laughs> yes. A, I'm offended because he thought I couldn't do it. And B, I start to believe that I can't do things. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm setting these crazy goals for myself mm-hmm. instead of just like small goals that I can be consistent on. You know, kind mm-hmm. of setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. instead of, you know, telling yourself to run a, a marathon yeah. with no training. You know what I mean? I do. And I, I mentioned this in the episode that aired today about how I'm the personality type and the four intentions. I'm a rebel. And it was actually, once again, I don't put a lot of weight in these personality tests, but this one just spoke to me for whatever reason, is that when you tell yourself, like, I'm going to do nursing school, or I'm going to start a podcast, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, then you, like, I just don't like the idea of answering to any kind of authority, and that includes myself. So, like, when I tell myself, you're going to get up tomorrow morning, and you're going (laughs) to, yes, you're going to get on your spin bike, and you're going to spin... So then I get up in the morning, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, even though I'm the one that told myself I'm going to do it, but it's a complete, and the, so what they said is the answer to that is changing your mindset to be like, I'm a person that exercises in the morning, or I'm a person that does a podcast, or I'm a person that does this, because then you're not rebelling against like an authority figure. It's just who you are. You're just who you are. Yeah, it's exact, that's exactly right. <laughs> happened with your spouse too where oh, like, yeah. I'm like I'm gonna do the dishes and their blame's like aren't you gonna do the dishes and I'm like how dare you tell me what to do <laughs> you know what I mean? oh yeah, uh, yeah. my mom is shaking her head as she listens to this I can just tell you that right now um because I'm just very like, like no one is gonna tell me what to do but once I decide to do something I do it and I do it well but it's just getting to that point mm-hmm. is hard <laughs> um so here's what I'm as I'm thinking about this topic and your outline that you sent me, I'm just speaking from a personal point of view. So the biggest problem that I see with this like consistency mindset is the danger of perfectionism because I am a, you said you're a recovering fickle. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I, I just feel like if we are continually consistent for say two months with something like with your writing thing, and then I miss a day, my tendency is to be like, well, that was a nice two month stint. I guess I'm done now. And I, like, struggle to get back on the horse because I'm like, well, I ruined my whole consistency. And so I guess 
because being a perfectionist myself, I can see how that would be my downfall slash maybe another perfectionist's downfall. And so how can we combat this kind of thinking? Um, so, again, not a professional. Here are my thoughts, though, okay? Hey, we're so, not talking to a professional for a reason. Um, so I, I thought of this a few different ways, right? Because, um, number one, I was thinking of is just, like, thinking of it very short-term, right? Like, instead of it being, like, I... I have to do this every day. Again, it's not the check boxes, right? It's like, this is just who I am. Right. Um, and so if it's, if it's short term though, it's like every day you're thinking about it. Like, and in the beginning of, of trying to be consistent, it has to be a day to day thing. Yeah. Right? Where it's not like I have to do this thing for the next seven months or I'm a failure. It's like, no, I'm going to do this today. Right. Yeah. Today I'm going to write my article and every, so like, in my journey, I have had to really focus on just each day at a time. Yeah. And if I do that, it's like I can write two articles today, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, but then also, if you fail or whatever, like, so if I if I don't write any articles tomorrow, right, if I mess up, it's like I can feel, I, I can choose how I respond to that, right? I can be mm-hmm. like, man, I'm a total failure today. I guess I should just give up like this. I'm not, I'm not consistent. Or you can take a step back. Mm-hmm. So, so one, one way is to think of it really short term, but the other way is to step back and look at it very long term. Right. Yeah. If I think about it, it as, as just a day, it's like, man, complete failure. But if I step back, like one day out of seven, that's not horrible. But if you step back even further, like t- even like 28 days out of 30 yeah. or 28 days out of 90, I was consistent. Overall, I'm still doing really well. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's like, I th- I thought that you were telling me, no, it was you with your diet. Yeah. You were telling me, like, you have to get the right amount of calories, but just 28 out of 30 days or something like that. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. 80% of the time, whatever that number is. 80% of the time. You know, and so I think it is okay to, like, to fail sometimes. That's part of life is yeah. failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. But that doesn't define us. That yeah. doesn't define us as uh, inconsistent people because ultimately I decide who I am, I think. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, I had a major breakthrough with this consistency thing. This was, I guess, four, four plus years ago now because it was when um, Flint was learning to walk. And he mm-hmm. just turned five, so, yeah, you can do the math. But um, he was just learning to walk, and so he did what a typical baby does, is he would stand up, he would, like, pull himself up onto a piece of furniture, and then he would take a couple steps, and then he would fall. And then he would crawl. Then he would be like, okay, I'm on the ground now, I'm going to start crawling. And so then he would go, you know, a couple days with crawling all over the place, and then he would try again. He'd stand up. He'd take a few steps, he'd fall, and then he'd keep crawling. And so, like, he could technically take steps when he was, like, 12 or 13 months old, but he didn't start officially, like, walking as a choice over crawling until he was, like, 14 or 15 months old. And one day I just realized, like, what the difference was is when he finally decided to start walking officially is when he learned how to get up off of after falling. So he would fall from, you know, just being out of balance because he's a baby. 
And then when he finally learned how to like midair stand up without any support, like without a chair or a couch or something, mm-hmm. that's what made the difference. And it just, it was a, a huge lesson to me that it's like, The thing that's going to make that difference is when you fall that you get back up versus being perfect for two months and then giving up for the rest of your life. It's getting back up after you fall and continuing to get up after you fall. And that's what makes the difference in you being able to walk versus crawl. Yeah, I think that's in so many, like in any real progress, failure is a part of it. Right? Even in like the spiritual sense, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Sin is part of the atonement. Sin is part of the plan of salvation because yeah. it's 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 necessary in order to progress. Right, and I and I feel like as I'm like have been I've dealt with like combating my perfectionism for mm-hmm. a long time now, but that's like the first thing I have to tell myself is like, okay, first of all, the world is not black and white because that's like a very perfectionist thing where it's like, well, I failed, so therefore I'm in the black now and there's no getting back to the white or that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like realize, leaning back to the leaning in thing, leaning into your failures and just embracing that like, hey, this is this is part of my journey and that's okay. And back to the weight loss mm-hmm. thing, like, when you're losing weight, like, it's not just a complete downward, like, if you're looking at a graph of your weight, it's not like a complete downward, like, uh, linear line of losing weight, but you're going to have spikes and drops and spikes and drops, but that over time, it's a general downward trend versus just a straight up losing two pounds exactly every single week or whatever it is. Um... So yeah, so I guess I'll um, wrap this up a little bit with asking you one final question. And I guess what has been the hardest part of teaching yourself to become consistent, and how have you overcome it in these last, I guess, few months that you this has been important to you? Um, hardest part uh, is believing it. <laughs> is believing but it? It's, yeah, believing that I can change and. I don't know. Uh, like, like I just said, um, for the first few weeks there, it's like every day was a challenge mm-hmm. to, um, to, to accomplish why, what I said I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I'm pushing through it, after I pushed through it, then I started to believe it. And then it, it's going really well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. And it's just, it goes back to this idea that you have to have faith in the, if you don't have faith in yourself because you, of your ill patterns, I guess, in your past, you have faith in the process of consistency and that it's going to change you. And Mm -hmm. so it sounds like that's what you did and and it's had a huge positive impact on you, which I think is great. Yeah, I, I just, I feel so much better about myself, about my outlook, like I can I can do a lot more than I have been and it's been, it's been really like exciting to be able to challenge myself and say okay well what's next where am I going from here and now that I don't have to spend so much time thinking about these small things to do I have mm-hmm. time to do whatever I want to do so it's great Right, and I love that you said that consistency feels like putting up fences for your family and now you have a yard to play in 
So it's like back to that idea that it's just been liberating for you to get stuff mm-hmm. done in the morning, like you said, and then you have the rest of the day to like focus on other things. Yeah, to like being a, to be a good mom. Like, yeah. And every night since I started doing this, I'd be I, before I'd be like, I don't have time. I just don't have time to like spend time with him outside. But since we've been doing this, we go on several walks a day, and yeah. we have been just spending more quality time together instead of like partially parenting, partially trying to write. Yeah. For several hours a day, yeah. right? Now yeah. like, everything has a time and place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I, I just have been very grateful because I feel like this has been something that's been very, um, prevalent in my mind for a while now. And I've just realized that like having a breakthrough of consistency is the answer as much as we hate that, but it's absolutely true. Um, so I appreciate that you talked about this topic because I definitely always need a refresher on this topic because it's just, it's hard and it's easy to forget it for some reason it is mm-hmm. but and it feels like everyone else is doing great at it yes but it's like i think we're all in this together we're all trying to no matter what your goals are you could be more consistent in yes them, right? yes absolutely absolutely um well i just want to thank you for coming on to the podcast i you were one of the few people that i kind of talked over do starting this podcast with and you were one of the people that were like, yeah, just do it, just do it. And you like definitely encouraged me. And so I was very um, inspired, I guess, by when I visited you last. And so I'm just grateful that you were willing to come on the podcast today. So, um, well, you've always been someone who's built me up. Ever since I've met you, seriously, it's been like, I've just been so inspired every time I'm with you. You're, oh. you're incredible. Well, I appreciate that. And we are going to wrap things up and we'll see everyone next week on she builds me up if you are enjoying this podcast or other episodes i would encourage you to go on to apple podcast and leave me a review that's the best way that you can support me i really appreciate any feedback that i can get from my listeners you can always follow me on instagram at she builds me up for any updates or you can email me directly from the link in my instagram thank you and i love hearing from my listeners